Good morning, good day, good evening to all of you who joined me here today. Thank you for being here. You're listening to the Blossoming Creative Show and I'm your podcast host, Franka. Today, I want to talk to you about the seven pieces of advice I wish I knew when I started my business. A couple of weeks ago, a great friend of mine told me that she's quitting her job and starting her own freelance business. And considering that in the last couple of months, I have started not one, not two, but four businesses. <laughs> most of which include most or all of the things she's starting now. She asked me to reflect on my own experience and posed an intriguing question. And that the question is, what would you like to know before you started out? So today I want to share with you what I told her because I believe that these advice, these seven things, the seven pieces of advice are not necessarily only if you're starting something new, but maybe you already started and know three or out of seven of them, or five out of seven, or six out of seven. <laughs> so I think that in whatever stage of your business you are in, you could benefit from hearing um, these thoughts of mine. So let's jump straight into it. So the first thing that I told her is trust your gut. As cliche as it sounds, you are the one who knows what's the best for you, which topics suit you and where your strengths are. Whenever you try to fit into something that others are doing, in something that's currently hot on social media, you won't be able to communicate it, sell it or be consistent if it's not something that's made for you. Don't spend too much time in thinking and researching what everyone else is doing and trying to do it yourself, but rather go with your own gut because it knows what's best for you. Two. It needs to spark your fire. Whatever you do, it needs to spark your fire. Write about topics you love, which interest you, which keep you awake at night. These things could be sensed from your communication to the outside world, and they spark an interest within your audience too. If it's staged, you will still gain some traction, but it won't be as meaningful as when you're writing about something deeply you care about, and it shows. And this doesn't have to be about writing. I was talking to her about writing, specifically because she's thinking about doing a blog and a newsletter, but for you it will be creating illustrations or video content or reels or TikTok or whatever. Create the things that spark your fire. The next piece of advice is consider everything as an experiment. Now, usually the path of the entrepreneur that is something uh, that was previously a hobby now turned into a business, which is Let's be honest, every person's dream. However, once that mark, hobby, to business has been crossed, the work seems to be a thousand times more heavier, and this may lead to feeling like a failure and eventually giving up. The reason for this way of thinking, and here I am again being very philosophical, <laughs> is that society considers concepts like education, family and employment as extremely valuable, and hence, we feel the heaviness as our burden when our personal worth is tied to our business value and success. We think that it needs to be hard in order to be valuable, but that's not the truth. And now, why you build resilience to move away from this way of thinking? Try this. Don't view your business as a business, but rather as an experiment. Even though this may sound like you are intentionally decreasing the value of what you're doing, you're actually moving away from the concept of value entirely and allowing yourself to have maximum freedom and creativity in your business. 
This will allow you to work freely, just the way you would like to, no strings attached, which will inevitably bring you to a more successful business and one that's aligned with your personal values. So consider everything as an experiment. Four, find a rhythm that suits you. Launching and managing a blog, newsletter, and an Instagram account isn't necessarily a lot to have on your plate on any given time, but it's not little either, especially if you have another job like most of you, my listeners, do on the side. So find the rhythm of writing, creating, and publishing that works for you and your lifestyle. Consider how much time will you have for all of this, how much time it takes you to research a particular topic, to produce the content and schedule it. Ideally, having it scheduled a couple of weeks ahead, but not necessary. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> and don't overcommit to a deadline or a rhythm too soon and then kill yourself if you can't make it, but rather test and iterate. It's an experiment after all. We are getting closer to the end and maybe, maybe the last one, maybe the... Maybe I've left, you know, the best for the end, but we'll see, you'll see. Number five is don't be afraid to change things. This is very similar uh, to the last episode where I talked about new beginnings. If you haven't had a listen, go and listen to it. It's a really good episode. My point here is to fail fast and fail often. If you see that you're not liking something, change it. Don't obsess over what others are saying or even how they will react when you change it if they're liking it so far, because you need to stay true to you, your feelings and your ideas. Don't be afraid. You shouldn't be afraid to be innovative and create new things because why the, like, so what if no one's doing it that way? You'll be the first one too. There are no rules and no one has a secret formula. You make your own rules as you go. And you, of course, you didn't come this far to only come this far. That's a really nice quote that I've put in as well. Second to last piece of advice is don't overthink it. When it comes to content creation, you may find yourself constantly working on it, constantly adding value. The problem here is that you're often comparing what you wrote or what you produced to what you know or worse, what an expert in the field knows, which leads you to the conclusion that what you created isn't going to be of value for no one. In the artist community, this can come across of as you finished your illustration, but then you look at an illustration of someone else who you think is better than you, and you feel like suddenly the work you produced that took you 5, 10, 15, 20 hours to make has no value. And that's simply <laughs> wrong. Don't do that. Don't overthink it. Don't compare yourself. The reality is that if you're writing something, your audience knows nothing, or very little about the very thing that you are writing. So every snippet of what you give to them is worth gold. And it goes the same with the other parts of the creative industry, such as art, because no one can do it like you do it. And you, have, you, might, have, you might have a specific drawing style that caters to your audience and they will enjoy it nevertheless. Like they won't compare you to the people you are comparing yourself with. They will just enjoy your art. So do it for them. Don't overthink your content delivery. Simply press publish when you know you're done and that's it. The last one, and this one is if you are doing commissions, if you're taking on client work or projects. The last one is curate your clients and projects. And I couldn't emphasize this enough. Curate your clients and projects. 
even though this is not something I've learned from my most recent experience of starting four businesses. It's something I always tell my friends and clients who are embarking on the same path. Work with people you want to work with. Work on projects that inspire you and which you'd be completely fine working for free. Of course, you won't work for free. Don't work for free. <laughs> Don't tell me, oh, Franka, you said work for free. I didn't. I say work on projects that, that you would want and be completely fine working for free, but not actually doing it. <laughs> Consider this as a dream metric for your projects. So if, if you're so in love with the client and the project that you would do the work for free, that's the thing, that's the work you need to do. But of course, charge it. <laughs> so, and in situations where you see that either a client or a project isn't the right fit, say no. You have every permission to say no. It's your time and you have the permission. If you don't think I do, uh, here, here I am. I'm just handed you the permission slip. <laughs> you have the permission to say no. If you say yes, it's going to chew away your will to live your energy and your time, and most often than not, a lot more than expected. And you don't need that. You don't deserve that. Ra rather spend this time resting and working on your personal brand image, which will yield a much higher profit long-term than this one short-term project will. And these are the seven tips that I have for you. However, I wouldn't be me if I didn't put more value in it. <laughs> And uh, here are two pieces of advice that made it to the honorary list. They didn't make the cut, but they are, you know, honorable mentions. <laughs> the first one is talk about your work as often as possible. And the situation here is very simple. The day is when I talk about my work and projects is the day when I get new signups, sales, leads and projects. The days when I don't talk, it's silent. It's as simple as that. I'm a huge introvert and speaking on social media still gets the best of me and I do find it cringy. <laughs> but even if someone finds me boring, they can mute me. My goal is to reach people who want to hear what I have to say. And if that takes me posting every day of the week about a topic I care about or a project that I'm working on, so be it. I know that my goal is to reach people who want to hear what I have to say and I'm going to do just that, whatever means necessary. And the second piece of advice that's, that made it into the honorable mentions is to start building your email list even before you have anything to publish. And this may be, you know, illustration, product, blog post, podcast episode, whatever. Do it today, tomorrow, as soon as possible. Announce it on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, your city forum, and I'm mildly joking with this one, <laughs> and announce that you're starting a business, a newsletter, a blog, whatever it may be, and start collecting email addresses. The reason for this specific advice is that if you only post on Instagram or TikTok, let's say, you don't have any control over your content. You don't have any control over your audience, because if Instagram goes down one day, or TikTok goes down, you are left with virtually nothing. You, you don't have a connection, you don't have a path to your community. So that's why you need to start collecting email addresses. That's as personal as you will get. I mean, if 
if you're not dating your clients, then <laughs> the email is the most personal as you're going to get with um, your clients and your community. And kind of a mini advice within this mini advice is once you start building your email list and start sending off your emails, always put your pitch in the PS part of your email, so in the footer, in, on, on the end, to show people that you're available for work or open for projects or commissions or whatever it is. So have your call to action in the PS part of the email. I will conclude this relatively short episode, but I think it's full of value, with a quote from Jeff Gotthelf, who wrote another brilliant book called Forever Employable, another one that I would recommend. And this quote also doubles as another piece of advice. <laughs> the quote goes like this. Outsource the work you hate, it shows. So, like, as soon as you have the possibility to outsource the work that you don't like doing, do it. There are various opportunities for that, even if you, like, you can employ your younger siblings or cousins, friends from university, or you could go to Fiverr or uh, Upwork and websites like that where freelancers are offering their services for a relatively okay price and they can help you get more time so that you can spend your time on something that's more valuable for you instead of wasting it on, I don't know, admin work or something that you really don't like doing. So that's it for me. Let me know which of the advices has been... Is it advices or advice? Advice. I'm not sure <laughs> which of the... Let's, let's go with advice. <laughs> which of the advice has been the most... I don't know, the best for you, the most helpful, the most intriguing? Tag me on Instagram. You can share the podcast episode on your stories or reach me out on the in the DMs and let me know which one you like the most. You know that you can find me on Instagram at creatively.franca. It's also always written down in the description of the episode. So you can just easily tap and visit my IG profile. All right, that's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like for me to go deeper on one of the advices, also let me know. You know where to find me. All right. Have a lovely day. Thank you for being here.